Welcome back to Sons of Swoop Playoff Edition. So, Jeff, the Eagles are in the playoffs for the third year in the in a row under Nick Sirianni. How are you feeling about the team going into Tampa Bay against Baker Mayfield and the Bucks? Well, right now the Cowboys are currently losing to the Green Bay Packers 48 to 32, and I am amped about that, Joe. You know, I probably would have came into this podcast a little moodier, a little more upset. But, you know, if we win this game tomorrow, we're going we're, we're gonna to avoid the 49ers and play either Detroit or we're going to have a home game against the Rams, a team we beat earlier in the season. Both teams are beatable. I know the Eagles haven't looked great. They've lost five of their last six. But just seeing the Packers just smack around the Cowboys in Dallas – all of a sudden, I'm amped again, and I'm ready to go for tomorrow night. Well, this Cowboys game changes everything, uh, just from a morale perspective, too. Like, this has been a really rough season. I know we got 11 wins, which is great. I don't want to sound ungrateful for being in the playoffs and getting double-digit wins. But, it, listen, even the winning games were excruciating this year. There were not many great all-around games for the Eagles Certainly a little bit of luck went our way in, in some of those games. And then the last five or six weeks have been brutal. But this Cowboys game, this makes this season a little bit worth it. I mean, not only are they going to lose to the seventh seed, they're getting their butts kicked in Dallas. It's just unbelievable. All right, Barry Jones is throwing a fit in the booth. Dak Prescott is just like clockwork. Every single year in the playoffs, they have this great regular season and they just completely collapse. It is it is awesome. And every year I say they can't do it again. Like they, they have a good team and they're good in the regular season. They have a lot of talent. And I say they, they can't do it again. Like they'll go to the, the NFC championship game, maybe, maybe even make it to the Super Bowl. Who knows? Every year they just they poop the bed every year. It's great. Um, this is particularly satisfying though um, now on to the eagles i don't think it's a secret jeff that i've been incredibly critical of this coaching staff i'm uh, really of the whole team this whole season going back to the patriots game you could put on the podcast from the patriots game we were very critical however this is such a weird situation i mean it literally could be sirianni being fired if we lose or there is a golden opportunity here in a relatively weak NFL season. There's not many great teams where we could get hot and and go to the Super Bowl again. Now, I'm not saying that's that's going to happen because I got to see it to believe it with this team, and they haven't shown me that all year. But it it is it's a crazy season. I mean, the best team right now in the NFC is the 49ers, and we all know that they're a very good team. But they're a flawed team. You know, there's no uh, Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or there's no teams like that. Um, even Rodgers or Breeze in their prime. There's no teams like that in the NFC right now. It is wide open. If we do get hot, we do have the talent to, to make some noise. But uh, listen, the coaching staff has been terrible this year, in my opinion. So they'd have to really – what did uh, – what it was Chad Ochocinco said we've been playing possum or something like that, that would have to, completely ridiculous. That I would mean, have to be the scenario here. Like we're just like not really coaching. And then all of a sudden we're going to break out the real playbook, which is, yeah. ridiculous. 
yeah, Chad Ochocinco, he's got some he's got some thoughts on a lot of things. I don't think he's um, necessarily right about that. But just going to the coaching point, so you know, before the Arizona game, there were there were starting to be some murmurs of Sirianni potentially getting fired after the season, and I really thought that was crazy. I mean, just look at this guy's history. He's been one of the winningest coaches in the entire NFL. We're coming off of a season where we were in the Super Bowl, and in my opinion, if the refs didn't make a egregious call, we we win. We win the Super Bowl last year. This is a guy he coached us to ten and one this year, and then the implosion we've had against awful teams, Arizona, bottom of the barrel. We're up twenty-one to six against them at home, and we just blow it. And then to come out the the game last week against the Giants, where we didn't have anything to play for. I mean, at the time, I said, you know, put those guys out for a quarter, see how they look because they look so flat, look so bad. And Jalen Hurts gets hurt. And then A.J. Brown, our best wide receiver, gets hurt. And he's not going to play this week. I mean, that's a coaching decision to put those guys out there when you're playing for absolutely nothing. So depending on how we look tomorrow, I don't think Sirianni should get fired. You know, I don't think he's done a great job this year. But if we come out and the Bucks just roll us, I actually think it's in the cards, which which would seem like crazy talk in the beginning of the season. Yeah. So let's, I mean, the conversation's going in this direction before we actually get into like the game. Um, You know, we do have a playoff game. It seems like nobody's actually talking about the playoff game. We're already talking about who's going to be the coach next year. Who's going to be the coordinators next year. Um, However, here's my opinion on the whole subject on Nick Sirianni. If we're talking about this season and this season alone, Forget about the record. If you look at the team, they've been horribly coached. And it's not about wins and losses. It's not about the stats. It's not about the score. Throw that all out. I don't care about the stats. We have a super talented team in a season where a lot of teams have no talent this year. It's been a bad NFL season. So I don't give a crap about the stats. That I don't care about. Um, We are uncreative, undisciplined. And just a poorly coached team on both sides of the ball all season. If you look at our wins, Jeff, we barely beat the Commanders two times. Sam Howell lit us up two times. Really, we should have lost one of those games if Ron Rivera were a half-decent coach. We almost lost to the Patriots. We should have lost to the Minnesota Vikings if Justin Jefferson doesn't fumble out of the end zone which is like probably the only time he's ever going to do that in his entire career. he probably lose that game. Um, the Chiefs game, in the first half, I remember saying, we are going to get blown out. And somehow they came back. But we don't use – we have so much talent, Jeff, and we don't put our players in position to make plays. And it's confounding to me because there's so much talent. Even on the defense, and I disagree with a lot of people, I think our defense has a decent amount of talent. I think our coaches put them in positions to fail. Heck, look at Derek Barnett in Houston. He's got three and a half sacks since he's left. He's got more sacks in the last five weeks than Radic Sweat and Graham combined. So I think the coaching has been absolutely awful. And then you brought up losing to the Cardinals. Now it's not just schematic anymore. Now they have no focus. There's, you know, 
bad energy. AJ Brown and Darius Slay are complaining. He was supposed to be a leader of men. He's not doing it. So if we're just talking about this season, I think he's done a terrible job with a ton of talent. A ton of talent. That's the key here. We have a ton of talent. The offense is really unexplainable because it's the same group of guys. You know, Jalen Hurts, you know, should have gotten better. He hasn't. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, those are two very young wide receivers. They should have gotten better. I mean, A.J. Brown's probably having a better season than he did last year, but Devontae Smith kind of looks the same. I mean, the offense is just so uncreative. You look at things like the percentage of plays we run motion, and and we're dead last, and this is just something that can't happen. It's just old-school thinking, and it's very surprising because Sirianni's such a young coach, and he's an offensive-minded coach. You would think that we would have more motion in this offense, and we just don't. And then you look at the 49ers, and some of those formations they come out with, I mean, it's like nothing you've ever seen before, and it works. Like the Packers tonight, they didn't. Ha- they have less talent than the Cowboys do. No you know, doubt they- about that. Oh, no doubt about that at all. I mean, I'm watching Jordan Love tonight, and he's lining up under center, and they're running play action, and it's working like a charm. I mean, the Eagles well, never. Them. The Eagles never line up under center, and when they do, you know they're running the ball. Not, they never Jeff, run a bootleg. This is not a made-up stat. 90% of the time when they line up under center, they run the ball. It, it's just 90, so – And they don't – yeah. It's so predictable. I mean, the defenses are on to them, so I really think – you know, I, regardless of what happens tomorrow, I would still keep Nick Sirianni, but – Shane Steichen's looking to be the mastermind of, of the Philadelphia Eagles offense last year um, because the team has all the talent in the world. It's the same exact offensive line. If you ask me, they upgraded at running back with DeAndre Swift, who we don't use nearly enough. And we'll get into the Tampa Bay game tomorrow, and they, and they have to use him. He should be the focal point of our offense tomorrow. Um, and then d- defensively, we've looked horrible too. I mean, this was such a good defensive team last year, creating turnovers and getting to the quarterback, we set the NFL record in sacks. I know we lost some guys on the defensive end, but we brought a lot of guys back too. I mean, some of the guys are washed up. I mean, we probably have the worst group of linebackers in the entire NFL. Um, I, cornerbacks, I mean, they they age quickly. I mean, Bradbury went to being what I thought was pretty close to a top five cornerback last year. It, he's He's almost unplayable at this point. Um, Reed Blankenship, I don't think he's the answer at safety. I'm not even sure if he's ready to go tomorrow. I think they might put Avante Maddox back there at safety, which I'm actually kind of looking forward to. Um, but the defensive line has gotten you nothing. I mean, we thought a guy like Jordan Davis would take a step up this season and he he was supposed to be our run stuffer and he stinks, man. He stinks. From what I hear, he's out of shape. He started the season at 350. He's up to 385. That's that's a guy who just doesn't care. He he doesn't he's care. About fined, he's getting fined every week for being overweight. Yeah, I mean, big slob out there. I mean, what the hell? I mean, that's so, not what Eagles football is about. So I'm going to disagree with you a little bit here, like especially with a guy like Bradbury, who was so good last year. I don't think he dropped off significantly physically. And I know that does happen to cornerbacks. I think that our defensive scheme has been so bad that it's and, and so soft. It's putting our cornerbacks in particular in position to fail. And on top of that, you brought up a good point. We have no pass rush at all 
And that it is very hard to cover in the NFL when you have no pass rush. Um, and we're the worst. We're the worst blitzing team I've ever seen. Anytime we blitz and bring five or six guys, we never even get close to the quarterback. It's really remarkable. So, I maybe I'm maybe I'm naive, but I'm blaming the coaches uh, a lot. And I, I don't think that the players on defense specifically are superstars, but they're a heck of a lot better than what talent-wise, a heck of a lot better than the product on the field. I guess that's the point I'm trying to make. Not saying. Bradbury's still a Pro Bowl player. But we both watched him last year. You'd think in, in six months he went from being second-team All-Pro to unplayable? I, th- I think it can happen fast with cornerbacks, I think with running backs. I mean, I think part of it – I mean, the coaches haven't been great either. I mean, you have a guy like Hassan Reddick, who's by far our best pass rusher, and they're dropping him into coverage seven, eight, nine times a game. I mean, these yeah. are just inexp- – I get doing it every – a couple times to sort of confuse the offense, but they do it far too frequently. Like this guy last year, every single time he was rushing the quarterback, he had an impact. I mean, he, if he wasn't getting a sack, he was at least getting a hurry. Um, and so some of the defensive stuff has just been wacky, but I mean, you look at a guy like TJ Edwards and how valuable he was. I mean, we don't have anyone at the linebacker position that brought what he did. I mean, some of these guys are just, I mean, they're just guys off the street. I mean, Shaq Leonard, he used to be a really good football player. I mean, he's he's completely washed up at this point. Um, I think Zach Cunningham's, uh, you know, he's you can you can play him. Um, and then Anthony Morrow might be the worst football player I've ever watched in my life. I mean, that dude is clueless out there. I thought Nakobe Dean would be better um, than he was this season, but you know, I don't I don't know if it was a great thing. I know things were really really bad, but replacing. Desai with Matt Patricia. I mean, the defense doesn't look any better. They actually, I think, look worse against more inferior teams. So, I mean, it's, it's been an insane season. I don't think we could have predicted any of this, but we have a game against a team we beat earlier in the season, uh, a team with an injured quarterback, and a team, at least on paper, we are far superior than. So, that, but that brings me back to the question if they lose. So, here's. Uh, here's my last thing with Sirianni Um, and whether I would fire him or not. I don't want to overreact and I've taken the week because we're very emotional, especially in the season, watching the games. If I didn't say fire all the coaches about 20 times this year during the game, but I want to take a step back. I'm not saying I would fire him. I'm not saying that would necessarily be the right move. However, I, I don't think I would be as opposed to firing him. When I, when I look at um, last year in particular, you kind of hit the, he- the nail on the head with the Steichen thing. Um, on top of that, we were super talented. It was an easier schedule. There was no injuries. Things just lined up last year. When I hear people say, well, he's made the playoffs three years in a row, I don't give a crap about the first year. The first year, they won nine games, and they got blown out in the first game. I don't care about that. And if they lose tomorrow, then I don't care that they made the playoffs. Like we established already, they're very talented. If he doesn't have a plan to fix what is clearly a coaching issue and not necessarily a talent issue, at least on the offensive side of the ball, I got no problem firing. Now, if he's got a good plan to fix it and say, hey, I hired the wrong guys last year, but I know what I got to do now, then keep them. 
But if you look at our track record here, Jeff Lurie, I think he may have stumbled onto an interesting coaching strategy of you hire a more unknown offensive coach, and then once he gets figured out by the league, you fire him and bring in another guy. I mean, look at the last three guys, Chip, Doug, and Nick. They've all had a ton of success early on. The league figured him out. We fired him. We brought in the next guy. I think that's the key in the NFL. You need to be unpredictable. And if Nick stays predictable, I say, I got no problem firing. All right. So going to tomorrow's game, how are you feeling? Are we going to get the win? What do you think we should do to beat the Bucs? Uh, it, it, it kills me. And I think Especially AJ with the Cowboys losing tonight. I mean, the Eagles players have to be watching this game, have to. I mean, that has to motivate them in some capacity, knowing that you're not going to have to travel to San Francisco next week. You could get a home playoff game, and your path to the Super Bowl just got so much easier. I mean, come on. This is lining up as perfectly as we could want it. Yeah, but you could have said that going into the Seattle game. You could have said that going into the Tampa Bay game. Uh, even the Giants game, we had an opportunity, at least a slim one, to get the two seed, and they failed at every turn. So, it de- and not only failed, I mean, failed. I don't care what the score was in that Tampa Bay game, uh, um, in the Arizona game. I don't care what the score was. The Eagles got their butts kicked in that game physically. Like the Bucs own, I keep saying the Bucs, the Cardinals own them. Um, in Philadelphia, it was an embarrassment. I don't care what the score was. With Jonathan Gannon. Um, I mean, you wanted to beat that guy, right? I'm Well, I'm saying there was a lot of motivation in that game, and we physically got our butts kicked. I don't care what the score was. Um, however, however, listen, this is, I think, a time where, you know, the Jason Kelsey's and Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham's have to say, listen, we're probably not going to be on the team next year. We need to get a win here. We're better than the Bucks, And I think A.J. Brown being out, you could call me crazy here. I think it might be a good thing for the team. Because, <laughs> well, yeah, what do you mean? No, I, yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Oh, please, please. Because I think Jalen has been, and you saw it from the first game when A.J. Brown got in his ear and was pouting on the sideline. Um, I think they're still good enough to beat the Bucks. But I think Hertz this year has not seen the field particularly well. And I think part of that is he's, I think Brown's in his ear. And I think this is an opportunity for the coaching staff and Hertz to say, listen, we can win this game without A.J. Brown. And I want him back next game if we win. Don't get me wrong about that. But this is the Bucks. They should be able to beat him. And I think if you win without A.J. Brown, it gives a little bit of confidence to everybody else. Um, instead of Hurts, who has a lot this year locked in on A.J. Brown. And I don't know if it's because they're best friends. I don't know if it's because A.J. Brown's been pouting on the sideline. But I think that has been a problem this year. I mean, A.J. Brown's been probably in Philadelphia media more than he or any of the fans would like. Um, you know, my heart tells me we're going to beat the Bucks tomorrow, and my head tells me we're going to beat the Bucks tomorrow too. I mean, this is just a better team from top to bottom with better – I think Nick Sirianni is a better head coach. Um, the weather is, 
it looks like it's going to be a sloppy game. So I want them to come out and for the love of God, run the ball with the running backs, get Deandre Swift going, let the offensive line do what they're so great at. And that's just creating these holes and letting Deandre Swift and even Kenny Gainwell just hit those gaps and run wild. I, I really think that's what they should be doing tomorrow. But I, I would feel a lot better if A.J. Brown was out on that field. I mean, this is a guy who set the record for most 125-yard-plus games in a row, had a career year this year. Um, you know, I think when they use him properly, he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. And what I mean by that is when he runs those slants, when he runs those quick routes and Jalen Hurts is getting rid of the ball before the defensive line has a chance to get to him, I, I think they run that so well, and it just seems like, they hardly ever do it. Um, it. It concerns me that Brown's out because now you're looking at a wide receiver core that after Devontae Smith, I mean, these guys aren't good. Uh, Zacchaeus, I mean, he's he can be a good technical receiver at times, but he's not like a number two wide receiver. At this point, Julio Jones is not the guy he was. Uh, he, you know, he might be able to make a difference in the red zone, but – I don't think he can get too much separation at this point. So I really think they're going to be re relying a lot on Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard because mm -hmm. after those two um, receiving playmakers, it's it's really no one. And obviously you can't forget Quez Watkins, who <laughs> I don't want to see him on the field. I think he had a decent game against the Giants last game. Mm -hmm. Might have had like 90 yards and a touchdown. But when it didn't matter. You don't, you don't want to trust. Yeah, when it didn't matter. You can't trust a guy like Quez Watkins to go out and do his job and catch the ball. Um, you know, I would feel better if A.J. Brown was out there, but I still think they're going to win. But I, I don't know if it's going to be by much. It might be by yeah. six or three it, points. Yeah, so don't get me wrong. I, I'm not trying to say I don't like A.J. or run him out of town or trade him. I love A.J. Brown. I think he is one of the best receivers in the entire league. Um, I hope he comes back healthy. But I'm saying, I guess from this perspective, it is an opportunity number one, for the offensive staff to get more creative. They've been so uncreative. It's just like chuck the ball up to A.J. Brown in triple coverage every time. Um, so it's an opportunity for them. I think it is an opportunity to get other guys going. I mean, Dallas Goddard, we don't even use him. How about no, using – how about passing Andre Swift outside of – or out of the backfield? So, I, again, I, I don't – I don't want anybody to get confused with a hot take of me saying we're better off without AJ Brown. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I think a big issue this year, it's not necessarily AJ Brown's fault. It's more hurts and the offensive staff's fault, but this might force them to get more creative. If that makes more sense. And you know what? I think guys like Zacchaeus um, could, could play a role. Um, and actually are better. They haven't been used. I think that's been a huge problem all year. So that's that's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, I would like A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown hasn't been playing well the last five weeks either, though. So maybe he needs a little bit of a break. I mean, he's fumbled the ball like four times. Uh, I mean, he fumbled in the Giants game. So maybe he needs a little bit of a break. Um, but on the offensive side of the ball, this is the question I have for you. Over under, how many bubble screens are we going to throw? And the, I'll put the over under at five. Five? I mean, we do it every game without fail, just way too many times. And I, I don't know if it's worked once the entire year. We're, we're the worst screen team in the entire NFL. I don't know if that's true or not. It, it has to be just 
by me watching these games over under five, it seems like the line would be right at five. Um, I would think with this kind of weather, <laughs> they would do it less, but Brian Johnson, he surprises me every week with some of his play calls. So I'm going to go with the push. I'm going to say it's right at, it'll be like four or five and it, it'll be, you know, four or five too many. Let me say this too, with the Brian Johnson stuff. Um, Cause he's been a hot topic. I blame Sirianni so much more than Brian Johnson. Um, in fact, I'll say this. Don't be shocked at the end of the year when it comes out that Sirianni's really been calling the plays or been calling a lot of the plays. That's all I'm saying. This is his offense. I think he picked Johnson because he's a younger guy with less experience. And um, he even said on the radio in, in an interview, they asked him, they said, are you calling any of the plays? And he said, well, Brian Johnson's calling you know, the majority of the plays. Well, what the hell does that mean? Um, I think Sirianni's, it, this is his offense. And uh, just don't be shocked at the end. Of the, there's going to be a lot of stuff that comes out. Um, just don't be shocked when you hear that stuff. All right, on the defensive side of the ball, this is actually where I'm more worried. Because as bad as the offense has been, or I should say underperforming, the defense has been like the worst Defense. I mean, I'm getting flashbacks of like Billy Davis and and, and like the work and Juan Castillo. Like, hard, honestly, Juan Castillo's defense was better than this. I think this this is uh, like them against the Cardinals was like I think the worst defensive performance. If you're considering the difference in talent and the fact that we are at home, might have been the worst defensive performance I've seen. Well, I think Ray didn't get some bad ones. It was the worst Eagles loss he's seen in 50 years i mean for ray a guy who really knows the eagles really knows football for him to say that i mean it's it's completely unacceptable i mean the eagles have had some bad defenses in the past but i i really remember them being bad in the secondary for the most part it seems like we have a solid run defense and for the last several weeks it's been the worst run defense in the entire nfl and there's nothing worse than when your run defense stinks because they just methodically run down the field and kill you slowly. And that's what James Conner did two weeks ago, who's not even a very good running back. I mean, this is this is an average running back with an offensive line that's not very good. And they, they ran wild against us. So it's a huge concern, especially given the fact that it's going to be sloppy conditions tomorrow. Um, I, who's, the, who's the Bucks running back? Leonard Fournette? Uh, I, I get, uh, is it? No, no, it's somebody else. Uh, well, Rashawn I, I, Johnson or something. It doesn't really matter. I mean, you could really just plug anyone against this Eagles defense and they're going to have success. So, I mean, I, I guess it's not enough time for Jordan Davis to get into shape, but um, some of these other guys have to step up and uh, fill the gaps and they have to stop the run um, because Baker Mayfield's injured. And I, I think if you put pressure on him, he's going to make mistakes. Well, what I think this defense, uh, and again, the coaching staff has done particularly bad this year. So a big reason why we've always been good against the run is because we rotate our defensive linemen. I mean, does Milton Williams, who is a pretty good player, does he even play? Do you ever see Milton Williams? Like, I see Josh Sweat out there every single snap and every snap create nothing. Yeah. I mean, he was a guy last year who was really effective and really good. And for the last you know six weeks or so, He's, he's on the field every play, but you forget he is because he's not having an impact. 
Well, Josh White's been absolutely putrid the last eight weeks. Uh, but again, this brings me back to coaching. This is a guy that we've seen. Now, I always thought, I mean, some people are huge Josh Sweat fans making out like he's some Pro Bowl. I know he did go to a Pro Bowl. I mean, I think he's a really nice player. I, I don't think he's a difference maker um, as far as like Reddick. Like Reddick, I think, is a superstar player. Um, but let's rotate our guys. First of all, let me ask you this, Jeff. Would you, I'm not saying bench him, but would you like, Kind of sit down, Jordan Davis. I mean, the fact that all this weight stuff's coming out and the fact that he's I, – I'm arguing with people on Twitter who's saying he's really good apparently, which I I think he can be really good, but he's currently not doing much. And people say, well, he's taking on two blockers. I don't give a crap if he's taking on two blockers, okay? I didn't pick a guy with the 13th overall pick to take on two blockers, okay, or to get double team. That doesn't – that's not why I picked a guy in the first round of the freaking NFL draft. You can pick a guy up off the street that's 350 pounds that's going to take up two blockers. So I don't want to hear that. Um, would you, you know, play Fletcher Cox and, and Carter and maybe bump up Milton Williams? And we got a couple. I mean, the guy Tui Pelotu, I thought, has played pretty well. Milton Williams has played pretty well when he's played. Moro Joma, the rookies, played okay. Like, play some of these guys so – Big Jordan Davis doesn't get out of breath after two snaps. Yeah, I mean, seriously. I mean, I think the time to to sit him down and bench him would have been way back in the middle of the season where this guy was clearly out of shape, clearly not playing well. Um, you know, I, I, that would have been the time if you were in my – if you were a really good head coach, I mean, you think Bill Belichick would have let that stuff go? There's no way. There, there's no way. I mean, Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl against us, for reasons I'm still – not really sure about didn't play Malcolm Butler um, who was at the time a pretty decent cornerback. Um, so I, I wouldn't really have much of a problem if Jordan Davis, if they didn't really play him too much uh, if, or if you want to play him a few snaps, see how he looks um, and just, just pull him for the game. If he's, if he's not going to go out there and do his job, which is stopping the run because he's, clearly been doing a horrible job at it considering we've just let these average and below average teams just, just run the ball down our throats. So, yeah, well, again, uh, the defensive line, again, if you remember, even going back to Jim Schwartz, the big thing was the rotation and guys like Josh sweat um, are playing more snaps than ever. I mean, Fletcher Cox has the most snaps out of all the defensive tackles, which is pretty interesting considering he's so old. Like why not play some of these young guys? And the funny part is I feel like they put the young guys in, in like super high leverage situations. Like I'll see, you know, Tui Pelotu out there on like a third and two at the goal line. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like when you need your big guys to come up, he's got the backups in. That's not, it just, to me, it doesn't make too much sense. Um, And and they were playing a lot of snaps. I've heard that, you know, this team is tired, you know, even going back to last year, they played, I I know they played more snaps than anyone. Well then if, you know, if they're so tired, I know Fletcher Cox didn't play last week. They all should have sat. I mean, if they're really that tired, I don't really get that whole tired thing. But if that's what people are saying, and if that's true, then they shouldn't have played a single snap last weekend. So that could be, um, you know, ready and awake for this game against the Bucks. You know why they're tired, Jeff? Because we don't practice ever. And that's why they're tired. The motions during our practice, we don't actually practice. No, we don't. We don't practice. And, and. 
I think that there's a balance with everything. Like, I think the old school training camp, I do see it makes sense. Hey, if you go through that old school training camp, players are going to get injured probably, right? If you're hitting in practice every day. But I think we've gone too far in the other direction where it's like you're tired. You're, you know, 23 years old, a professional athlete. How the hell are you tired? This is your job. Um, but it's because we don't practice. Like, I truly believe that we, I, I don't want to be that old school guy. But I do think there's a balance here. And uh, yeah, maybe getting in shape is an important part of being a professional athlete. Well, I mean, the team, I mean, they don't practice, they don't run hard practices, and they don't play the preseason. So you would think that with last week's game being absolutely meaningless, they wouldn't they wouldn't have played it. I mean, the fact that they went out and played seems to be in conflict with their whole philosophy. I don't I don't know how well thought out this whole system is, but um, you know, we're we're down AJ Brown and um, Jalen Hurts might be throwing with a glove, so I guess I guess we'll see. And, and Sydney Brown, who I think well, is Sydney Brown, of course, I forgot about that too. Um, so Sydney Brown torn ACL. Well, this is the other reason why they shouldn't have played. You're playing at the worst field ever, where every time you play there, somebody gets hurt. Um, maybe don't play your players in MetLife Stadium. I, I don't know. Maybe that's that's just me. Maybe maybe it's anecdotal. I don't know if there's actual evidence, but it seems like every time. I mean, look at Aaron Rodgers. He played one snap there. His ACL snap. So maybe don't. No, I think that's to, to how crummy that field is. So I mean, it was in the rain too. You, you can't forget about that. The field conditions were wet. So I mean, I'm just going to do my best to put that aside and just try to focus on the game tomorrow. You know, I should be happy. Dallas just got taken care of tonight. Looking forward to watching this Rams Detroit game to see. Uh, who we could possibly be playing next week. Um, but, you know, I think the Eagles are going to come out, and I think they're going to win tomorrow. Um, well, they, they have a golden opportunity here, Jeff. Like we just said, I mean, we're talking about the Green Bay Packers. We're talking about the Rams, even the Lions. Like, these are all very beatable teams. Um, there's no super team in the NFL this year. Like, even the, you know, the Chiefs, who are kind of that team, for a long time, they had a down season as well. So, listen, as crazy as this sounds, Sirianni could be fired Tuesday, or, you know, we got a chance to go to the freaking Super Bowl. This is really a crazy – and I'm the kind of guy, you know, every year there's that that team, wow, if they don't win in the, the this, this game, maybe the coach gets fired. I'm like, that's a crazy way to think, right? Like one game's going to decide whether a coach stays or not. But, like, I really think if they come out tomorrow and, like, lose, I, I think he could get fired. But they also have a chance to keep winning. I, it's, I've never experienced – have you ever felt this way going into a playoff game? Because I haven't. About the coach potentially getting fired? No, just, like, I feel like any time we've ever gone to the playoffs, I've been, like, super excited for the playoff game, feeling confident. Even Sirianni's first year, I'm like – convinced myself we were going to win that game and we got it. The doors yeah. Blown. yeah. We weren't ready at that point, but you know, usually, I mean, there's, yeah. I mean, that Sirianni year, I, I knew what was going to happen the year we played the Seahawks. Um, when Carson Wentz went down and Josh McCown came in, like I kind of didn't think we had a shot. I mean, this team has a shot to win the Super Bowl if they get hot. I mean, I'm trying, I'm, I'm all in now. I, I mean, I'm back in after um, the Cowboys lost today and 
our paths just got easier. I mean, I really think they can beat Tampa and then beat a very beatable Detroit or Rams team. And then who knows? I mean, maybe the 49ers get taken care of by Green Bay or maybe, you know, it's just one game. Anything can happen. Maybe, um, you know, Brock Purdy, he's not Tom Brady. He's not Peyton Manning. I mean, that guy, that dude can have a bad football game. Um, so, I mean, you're right. I mean, if we come out tomorrow and Tampa Bay just destroys us, I could see a world where Nick Sirianni would get fired. I mean, cause, because if we get destroyed by Tampa tomorrow, that just shows you that the players quit on the, quit on the coach. Exactly. And yeah. At that point I could see it. If we come out and we lose, but it's a close game, I don't think it would happen, but I mean, we could also win tomorrow and wind up in the Super Bowl. So well, if the, um, if, right, if, it's just crazy. It's a weird scenario. And I've always felt this way. And I think every time, um, and here's the thing, this is what I've been saying. I think the players like Nick Sirianni. It's a little bit different than like Chip Kelly getting fired. Like, I think they like Nick Sirianni, but do they believe in Nick Sirianni? That's a different question. And like you just said, if they go, if they play like they have the last six weeks tomorrow, I would be fine with getting rid of him because it means they don't even believe in him anymore. Um, because regardless of AJ Brown, I think we're the better team. I I think it's true. We are we're the better team with or without AJ Brown tomorrow. So I mean, now again, if, he, if we're gonna win, I wouldn't be surprised if we lost. But if we do lose, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna be pissed off, man. Because um, this is a team going into the beginning of the season, we had Super Bowl expectations. We were 10 and one. We thought we were getting back to the Super Bowl. And now those expectations have been kind of, um, you know, they're, they're not what they were, but we could still do it. So if we, if we lose tomorrow, I'm, I'm going to be livid. Well, let me ask you about Hertz because this has also been a conversation. Um, Hertz obviously regressed this season at any measure that you could possibly look at, right? Do you think it's him? Like, do you think he's just, we overrated him last year? Or do you think the coaching has been so bad? Or do you think it's just like, listen, they went to the Super Bowl. There are super high expectations. It was a really hard schedule. By the way, we have had – forget about even the, the teams we're playing. Like, we have a super unfair schedule. We've had five Monday night football games. Um, we're playing teams that have on 10 days rest, and we have short rest. Like, it's been a really unfair season But um, in, in that regard. Not excusing anything, but just like ridiculous. Um, so yeah, do you think it's you think we overrated him, or you think what do you think? I'm a little upset you asked me that question because I'm just going to give you my honest answer here. Yeah. So Joe, you, you know this. You and I have been on Jalen Hurts from the very start when he mm-hmm. came in for an injured Carson Wentz. And there was just like an instant spark to the team. Like you could tell the guy had something and so many Philadelphia Eagles fans and so many guys on sports radio said that Jalen hurts. Wasn't it. And you and I watched him. Um, and that season he took us to the playoffs and we thought we had a quarterback on our hands and still no one believed in him. They thought they had to go out and trade for Russell Wilson and Jalen hurts proved everyone wrong last year when he had an MVP caliber season and came very close to us winning that Super Bowl. You know, looking back on that Super Bowl season, I mean, the team was loaded. Um, Shane Steichen, who's a great offensive mind, was there. He's gone. So I think part of his struggles, def, I think maybe most of his struggles has been on the coaching and the play calling. It's been really bad. 
Um, but I also think he's regressed and I'm, I love Hertz, but I'm still, I don't know if I'm a hundred percent sold. He's that guy anymore. I mean, I watched a guy in CJ Stroud yesterday play against the supposed best defense in the entire NFL and just light them up. I mean, that dude's got a rocket of an arm. I mean, the ball just flings and he's doing it with a lot less. I mean, he's got a receiver in Nico Collins who no one ever heard of before this season and nothing else. And he's going out there and he's balling. He is. Um, Jalen Hurts has player personnel wise, everything you could ask for. And he hasn't been great. He, he hasn't, he hasn't looked as good as he did last year. I do think he's playing with some injuries because you know, running wise, he he's not been as effective. He has not been the same as last year. Mm-hmm. So where I'm at with Hertz is I'm not giving up on him. I don't want to make it sound like I'm saying that because I do think he's a good quarterback. I just don't know if he's in that upper echelon of where we had him last year in the top three or top five. I I'm not so sure about that anymore. I think he still could be. Um, but there's been some things that he's done this year that's just been concerning. I mean, he he has missed guys, he has made the wrong reads. And just he doesn't have that rocket of an arm either, which is which is, you know, it's fine. Not everyone can throw the ball like that, but um, you got to make up for it in other ways. And he hasn't this season. Yeah, I think if we're looking at this season, his main issues very clearly are he's leaving the pocket way too early instead of just stepping up and throwing it. And he's scram. I mean, listen, 50 percent of the Eagles plays are hurts in the shotgun. Stands back there for about five seconds, rolls to the right or rolls to the left, and throws it out of bounds. I mean, that's like 50% of our plays. Um, so he obviously regressed against the Blitz this year as well. Uh, the turnovers have been crazy. But the thing that I'm going to say is when you look at C.J. Stroud, for example, when you look at Brock Purdy, when you look at Jordan Love, they're all coming from the Shanahan offensive coaching scheme and when we watched the 49ers against our eagles this year i it couldn't be more clear that their offensive scheme does make it i'm not saying it makes the quarterback i I never want to be that guy that says oh he's only good because of the scheme but it makes it way easier i think for the quarterback and when i look at our scheme it makes it much harder for the quarterback. Um, so I think the, co- the the coaches have really let him down. Um, I've also just been a little disappointed in his leadership, which is just shocking to me. I mean, I, I just could never imagine this collapse under Jalen Hurts at any point up until the last six weeks. And he just kind of looks like he's out of answers, you know? Um, he looks kind of same, same thing every single time. Um, he doesn't really give you much. He's kind of just stoic. I mean, I, I want more fire from him, honestly. I, I, the team needs a spark and it starts with him and he just doesn't seem like he's a guy that's going to do that. Um, so maybe that's to come from someone else, but I think you're right. I mean, I'm starting to get really awfully frustrated with some of his answers and the way he's just handling um, some of these press conferences. And um, I don't know. I mean, the players seem to love him though. No, I mean, I still love him, but I think you're right. Like in this kind of free fall, um, the stoicism I think is amazing when you're winning because it keeps everybody even keeled, but when you're losing, I, I think you do need a little bit more fire. I mean, it, but it's not even that, I don't even think it's the stoicism. Like he just looks annoyed and he looks frustrated. 
Um, he's been very, he seems to be very short with his answers. And uh, it just seems like he's frustrated, which is not a good thing. Um, but I'm going to go back and say this, whether Sirianni's here or not, there's going to be a new offensive coordinator next year, you would think, at the very least. they got to get a guy that makes it easier for Hurts and not harder. Because maybe he's not a Pat Mahomes. Maybe he's not a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady where it's like, it doesn't matter who the coach is, doesn't matter who the players are. They're going to run that thing. He might not be that kind of guy, which I think is fine. Um, but I still think he's got a ton of talent. I don't think the injuries have affected his running. I think the play calling's affected his running. Like, we run, we do those stupid QB draws like 10 times a game. We're just, and it's so obvious when he's going to run, too. Like, I think he was successful last year. Not necessarily because he was really fast. In fact, I never thought he was, like, super fast. He's not like Lamar Jackson or Michael Vick fast. He's, he's elusive. But I think he was so good at running last year because we were so unpredictable with the RPO. Nobody knew if he had the ball or not. This year, it's like we make it so obvious. But, um, you know, I could be wrong. Maybe it is more him than the coaching. I think it's more the coaching um, at the end of the day. Uh, that I mean, that's my opinion. Just from what I'm watching, I'm just watching schlop on the offensive play calling standpoint. And it's not just the play calling. It's like the whole scheme seems horrible. But, alas, um, I'm going to say the Eagles win. That's my final prediction. Eagles win. I'm going to Eagles, Eagles win. I'm going 20 to 16. It's not going to be pretty, but this team should get it done, and I think they will. 2016. 24-21 is my prediction. 24-21. Oh, the defense is not holding Tampa Bay to 16 points, Jeff. So there's, there's no way. His defense is horrible. It's the worst defense I've ever seen the last six weeks with Matt Patricia. You're not wrong. You're not <laughs> wrong. Yes, and they got Mike Evans and Godwin. You know, Baker Mayfield, not that he's great, but he's capable of having a really good game. Oh, um, Mike Evans could go off for three touchdowns tomorrow. Wouldn't surprise me against this uh, secondary. I mean, we are getting Darius Slay back, which I think is really going to be huge. I think we've really been missing that guy. He's, he actually was having a pretty good season. I know he's been kind of flaky and weird with the media, but um, no, we really – He's, oh yeah, and the, maybe maybe he could live up to his name and make a really big play tomorrow, Joe. What do you think? All right, so maybe. let's. Well, I don't think the big play thing. I mean, that's just. It, you know, it's funny because he's not. His nickname's big. It's not like he's an Asante Samuel. Remember Asante? Like that guy. He was a big play. That like, guy. That yeah. Play like. Occasionally has a big play, but it's not. He's not. That's not the kind of cornerback he is. So anyway. I do want to end with some positives. Number one, I thought Sidney Brown. It's a shame he tore his ACL, but I think we got he's got a future here. And I think Avante Maddox going into safety will maybe be a good thing for the defense because maybe I'm wrong. I think Roby was playing better than Maddox. I think Maddox was really bad the last two weeks in the slot. Uh, now he's come back from injury, but I thought Roby was fine. And I think Maddox is a really good blitzer. Like, we have some really good cornerback blitzes with him because he's so small and fast. So I think they could do some interesting things uh, tomorrow in defense. I'm trying to think of any other positives. Oh, I think Keely Ringo's actually looked pretty good the last few weeks. And you can see, like, he's 6'2", he's strong, he's super fast. Like, he could develop into a good – why couldn't he – why can't he be a good cornerback? I think he could. He's got all the skills and physical attributes to be a really good corner. I mean, 6'2", and – 
lightning fast. I mean, you don't see that too often in a cornerback. So, I, you know, I think he's played a lot better than, you know, people were saying like, oh, he can't play at all. I mean, I, he's been kind of holding his own. So that's, I mean, just for this season, you just can't rely on some of these rookies yeah. to, to to play like that. Um, but down the line, I think he he's going to be a pretty solid player. So I'm I'm um, positive about his future and Sidney Brown's. I think those guys can play. Jordan yeah, Davis and Reed Blankenship, not so much. But uh, I think Reed is a decent rotation guy. Um, but I don't I don't think he's an answer as your starting safety. Yeah, unless in today's, you know, you need three safeties. I think he's a pretty solid player. It, it is hard to tell what is the scheme and what, especially on defense. Offense is, I think, much easier to tell. But, like, defense is so hard to tell, um, you know, what what is your job? Because sometimes you're, especially in the secondary, like, I feel like a lot of times this, the secondary guys, like, we don't know what their role was. And it just looks like it was a bad, uh, bad play by them. But maybe it was like, hey, we did a, a zero blitz and like they didn't get close to the quarterback. Like, what are you going to do? So, have you seen a worse blitzing team than us? Like, anytime we blitz, we never even get, we don't even get close to the quarterback. Like, our no. blitzes get picked up so ridiculously. We don't even put pressure on the quarterback when we blitz. We were terrible at blitzing last year, and we're somehow even worse this year. Um, just we've been a really bad blitzing team, but at least last year we could get pressure with just four. This year, I uh, can't can't do that so much. So it's a, it's a lot worse. All right. Anything? Else? So again, I want to end on a positive note. I, I think the Eagles are winning, and I think if they if they get hot, if they get some confidence, I don't see another team that 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 is that great. I mean, obviously the 49ers, but I think they're beatable too. So that's my positive note: is they have an opportunity here to like. Do something crazy and, you know, go out and win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think we get it done tomorrow. So we'll see. Hopefully, Unlikely, we're doing but possible. Yeah, hopefully, we're doing another podcast uh, maybe Tuesday night after an Eagles win. Uh, because if they lose, we're not going to be doing that. We're gonna we're gonna be too sad to to talk yeah. talk it through. Right. Keep our right. feelings bottled up. So, all right, you got any other observations before we sign off? Nope, nope. Eagles win. All right, fly swoop. Fly.